thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Okay, hey people. Kind of missed it. <laughs> what else would be new? Just saying. Hey, I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. As you guys know, I am female. And I am your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, I am. Stacy Lynn Harp. I have to tell you guys, you made me feel so loved yesterday. You were like wondering where the heck I was and stuff. Because I didn't show up at my normal time. Which tells me that those of you who uh, were upset about it, you don't stay till the end of the show. Nope. (laughs) Which I understand. I mean, you know, hey, a whole hour out of your day to spend with me? You you didn't spend the whole hour to figure it out? No. (laughs) That I had said, like, the day before, I wasn't going to be here yesterday. But that's okay. I'm glad I'm here today. And... I actually have, um, I have a couple of things to share with you. Yeah, I do. And we're going to talk about this story of this transgender person. She's a girl, clearly, who was pregnant, who lied, and a baby is now dead because of it. (sighs) I don't know about you, but that irritates me. Just so you know. Just so you know. But anyway, as you all know, Today also is the day we're going to study God's Word together. Do me a favor, hold up your Bible. Say this is God's Word. Yeah, it is. And then, no, don't put it back in your closet or anything. We're going to open it. Yeah, we are. See, we're going to open it up to 1 Peter. Yeah, we are. And we're going to read it. So, there you have it, people. By the way, if you want some humor, watch my last scope where I had some sweet and lovable men who, well, like to share with me the size of their junk. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Which, you know, it makes you, it kind of makes you wonder. I was thinking about this, okay? I was thinking about what is it about, um, okay, so I'm, I'm just gonna... I gotta bring this up. Okay, look. First of all, I'm 50, which means I'm a middle-aged person, okay? I mean, if I live to my normal age of 85-ish or 90, I mean, it's getting higher, right? So, yesterday I come on here in the afternoon because, excuse me, because um, I didn't do our show because I was down in Nashville connecting with... uh, a very special person in my life, which I can't show you her picture. I'm so sorry. Uh, I promised her I would not post it on social media. Um, but if, if it wasn't for Lisa and her many years of work with me when I was a young woman in my early 20s and 30s, um, I would not be the person I am today. God used her in a very powerful way. This woman prayed over me. She you know, 
ministered to me. You know, she changed my life, really. You know, and it's going to choke me up. <clears throat> so it sucks that, actually, it sucks that uh, uh, <laughs> that I can't show you her picture. But what I will say is that it was a very cool time that Randall and I had. And uh, all of a sudden, it's touching me to a level that <clears throat> is just deep, you know, so. I think Randall's going to get on the screen here. But anyway, <clears throat> so that's why I wasn't here yesterday because I had not seen her literally in 12 years, give or take a year. Um after spending over 13 years in counseling with her and then becoming friends with her. So, but I haven't seen her in 12 years, you guys. That's, that's, I got older. <laughs> and so did she. We both got older. So we're both older. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, when somebody is in your life and, um, you know, they change it, you know, they make a huge impact on you. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, just think about it. Your parents that you got stuck with, you literally got stuck with the parents that you have because generally speaking, that's what happens. Um, <clears throat> they impact you. And sometimes that impact carries over to your, the rest of your life. And sometimes, unfortunately, like some, like me, for example, <laughs> you know, you end up having to undo the garbage that they did to you in order to, uh, um, you know, deal with life. So that's where I was yesterday. I was, I was with her and, uh, and unfortunately it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't completely a joyful, um, reunion. It was joyful because of us seeing each other, but unfortunately something sad happened when she was here. And so I had to, you know, deal with that as well as she did. And, um, anyway, so, you know, sometimes things happen the way that you don't expect them to happen. And I have to tell you that, uh, um, unfortunately, sometimes being in the helping professions, things don't always end up the way that you hope, right? You know, I think one of the hardest parts of being a counselor is when you lose somebody. And uh, anyway, needless to say, I really believe <clears throat> that it was a divine appointment that Bareface and me were there yesterday. And it was a very emotional day. Uh, but it was also a very, um, it was a good day. It was a good day. It was a healing day. So anyway, I came home after um, and did a scope. And there were a couple of young people that decided to come on the scope as you guys watched. And I know, I, and I'm, I'm going to just be slightly serious here just for a minute, because then I'm going to get to this news and then we're going to do the, the Bible study. But, you know, I find it interesting that <clears throat> some men, because it was all men who called, they want to troll you and they come on a scope of somebody like me. And whether or not they're flirting with me or trying to be smart or whatever it is, you know, they bring up penis size. Okay, I'll just say it because that's what it was. Okay, they're talking about their junk, if you will, and how big it is. 
and or do I want any of it? You know, and I just have to ask you something. If a woman decided that they were going to troll some scope and talk about their breast size or any other body part size to a middle-aged man or a child, if you will, how do you think that would go over? And would it be acceptable? You know what I mean? Would it actually be acceptable to be that crass and that deviant in our culture? I'm telling you something. This stuff that you see on Periscope, as well as other platforms, but particularly Periscope, where they allow deviant behavior like that, and it is deviant, it's crass, it's vulgar, it's inappropriate, it's essentially X-rated, and these individuals have clearly unstable minds because they're not thinking about the huge impact that not only their pornography addiction and their masturbation addiction is doing, but how they actually can influence and impact people who are tuning into the show. And so I just want I just want you to know, you know, I can listen to these crass individuals and I can try to talk to them and share the gospel with them. But I, I want you to know I don't think it's funny for one minute. I actually think it's very tragic and I think it's extremely sad. And I think it's sad that Periscope um, allows it. And I also think it's sad that our culture has gotten so deviant like me and Papa Bear were talking about a couple days ago, that it's become so normal that it's like, oh, we expect it. You know what? And I'm thinking, really, why? Why should we expect that? It's like me taking care of my dad, you know, at an assisted living facility and expecting the staff to suck and not do their job. What, just because it's normal? Like at, I don't know, 90% of assisted livings? Should I, should I, should I subject myself to sucky service because it's the norm? I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think that we as believers have a higher calling in our life. And we should be people of valor. We should be men and women of valor. You know, we should be honorable in the truest sense of the word. Honor. You know, we should be prudent people discipline people, people who have some respect for another human being, and people who rise above the crassness of our culture and our society, you know. And, and again, you know, I, I talked to Papa Bear Alaska about his book, you know. And, you know, I still, I still am taken back by, and he will be coming back Tuesday, by the way, we're going to finish it, but I was really taken back by you know, the line in his book that talks about how how, you know, how most Christians seem to think that what happens on Sunday should not impact what happens here. And yet, the, like, I mean, just, you know, as sake of, for, for sake of discussion and reality, the, the, the amount of pornography use in the church, it, it shouldn't be that way. But because you can do click, 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 you know, it's, you know, it's, it's no longer considered a, a shameful thing. And yet it is, man. It's completely shameful. It is. It's Pornography is not a victimless crime at all. It's not a victimless career. The, the photographers who take the pictures or the video are criminals. Those who they're taking it of, they're being abused. Sometimes willingly, sometimes not. 
and the behaviors that are attached to it are often criminal and at the very least sinful, which God does not approve of. And yet people look at it and go, oh, oh that's so funny. And so then we get perverts on, on, you know, trolling you on Periscope, you know, who are talking to you and, and like, it's no big deal. And yet, let me ask you this. Should we really be surprised given the rise of sexualization of children all over America and the world? No, we shouldn't. Because that's what they're being taught from kindergarten on up, right? Unless you're one of those weirdo homeschooling people that take your children out of school. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it is a huge problem. And I'm going to tell you something. People are going to laugh at you. They're going to mock you. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to tell you you're, you're old fogey. They're going to make fun of your hair, whatever. They're going to tell you you're prudish and all that other stuff. And I want you to know that when that happens, good. <laughs> if that happens to you, wear it as a badge of honor that somebody is noticing that you have a pure lifestyle and that you actually have some morals, especially when it comes to sex. Because here's the issue of the day, you guys. The issue of the day is that, you know, abortion is a hot topic. And if you dare talk about it, and how a baby is conceived, you know, through rape or incest, which are very rare, by the way. It's the overwhelming majority of abortions are not caused, uh, you know, the, the birth is, is not caused by incest or, or rape. That's a very small percentage, just like the homosexual lobby and population is also a very small percentage. Don't ever forget that. It's under 3% of the population, and yet we give it this power like it's 97%. You know what I'm saying? You know? And and yeah, it's like, what do you expect? So you choose life in the case of incest and rape. You don't add another crime or another, you know, emotionally and physically damaging behavior and act on top of something that was already emotionally and physically damaging. You don't do that. That's stupid. It's like two wrongs don't make a right. Two negatives make a positive in math, but not when it comes to life. Just saying. Just saying. And, and Denise, Danielle's saying they have more money for lobbying. No, they don't, actually. They don't have more money for lobbying. And you know what really irks me is that people believe that. The truth is the church has just as much, if not more money, because God owns all the money of the church. The church won't put the money where, where it's supposed to go. That's the fact. The deviants will. They'll put it. They'll back up their perversity financially everywhere you go. But you know what? The church will not put their money where it needs to go. And that really should make people mad. And here's my case. My case is this. Most churches, 20% at the high end of the people that attend your church give. 80% don't. And that's a fact. So if more people actually gave to right causes you know, we would have the money and the backing, you know. I have people that tell me they love this show, just as an example. And I, I've had people say this. People, oh, I love your show. You're so bold. You stand up for what's right, the gay agenda. You expose it. You, you're pro-life, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and, and they'll say, well, is there anything we can do for you? And I'm like, yeah, donate to my show. Give me some money so I can spread the word more. Well, I don't know. Uh, I can't afford it. I'm like, do you have Netflix? Yeah. Do you have Hulu? Yeah. Do you have cable TV? Yeah. Really? Hmm. Interesting. So you have Netflix, Hulu, and cable TV, uh, which costs you at least 
$200 minimum for all of that. Uh, but you can't donate 25 bucks to me a month. Interesting. So you're putting more money into the devil's coffers, but you like and stand for what I stand for, but you won't donate to me. Gotcha. Got it. You know, the Bible says where your treasure is, your heart is there. Your heart is also, right? And and I'm not out to get rich. Trust me on that. And I was actually talking to somebody earlier today about how Paul was a tent maker, right? So I, I get it. Real evangelists, real ministers of the gospel, they're going to have to do other work. I get that. But I don't like the lie. And it is a lie. It's a flat-out lie. Because if drug addicts get their hit and get money for their hit, then Christians should be able to get money for what they do and what they really want to support. It's BS, and it really is, and I mean that in the truest sense of what that means, that you can't afford to support a Christian ministry. Okay? There's always places to cut. Always. Especially if you're an American. (laughs) You know what? God promised us this. Food and shelter. He told us not to worry about those things and clothes. He didn't say put your money into cable or Netflix or spending $20 going to Marvel, you know, comics movie or anywhere else for that matter. You know, he told you where to put it. So, so this, 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 you know, argument that we don't have money on the right is bull. It's complete bull. God has all the money and we're his people. Then we should have more money and put it to it. The problem is that places, uh, people don't want to be attacked because the left is vicious. Completely vicious. I'm just saying, they are vicious. They're wicked. In the truest sense of the word wicked, they are wicked. They come to kill, steal, and destroy, and they don't give a crap. That's their goal. That's the devil's plan, to kill, steal, and destroy. Which is why stories like this one really should tick the, tick you off. Because um, <clears throat> because they, they really should. So, according to barbwire.com, which, by the way, has been banned by Facebook and... Um, you know, they're not in Google rankings because the evildoers don't want the truth out. So, barbwire.com has an article titled, Unborn Baby Died Because Transgender Lied to Hospital About Her Gender. Okay? Now, it says this, In a socialist nation, life has no value, except for those at the top playing tyrant over all the people. Which is true, actually. <sighs> America's Democrats have placed no value on the lives of the unborn, which is also true. Don't get mad. It's in their platform. Yet they have placed value on the lives of convicted murderers, but then babies can't vote. To Democrats, the only life that seems to really matter is their own, and many are willing to sacrifice others just for their own perverse agenda. And let me just make one caveat. Not all Democrats I know uh, are pro-choice. I know I know a handful of Democrats that are actually pro-life, um, and they were probably more in the line of a Kennedy Democrat as opposed to uh, a Bill Clinton one. Um, anyway, so it says here, such is the case of a 32-year-old transgender who, when admitted to a hospital, told them she was a male, which led to the mistreatment of her pregnancy, which ended up with her baby being born dead. <clears throat> Gateway Pundit um, actually um, linked to this, but it says a pregnant woman living as a transgender male arrived to a hospital with severe abdominal pains and nurses didn't immediately consider it an emergency because she appeared to be an obese man who had stopped taking blood pressure medication. 
healthcare professionals at the hospital didn't even think this individual may be pregnant, uh, a pregnant woman, because she was listed as a male in her medical records. And I, I gotta say something before I continue this, okay? I actually know a person who works in the medical field who actually is an x-ray technician. That's one of her jobs. And she had a transgender woman come in uh, to her facility here in, in the Nashville area. And actually, um, that woman who was saying she was a male refused to get an x-ray uh, because of the situation that she was there. She was like, no, I'm, I don't need it. And my friend was really upset and they had to go to the supervisor and talk about it because if this woman had been pregnant, then it could, that getting that x-ray could have hurt that baby and that hospital could be liable. But that woman who was saying she was a man threw a big hissy fit and I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that took place my friend told me about. And so I'm just saying, I know somebody locally that has had to deal with this in the medical profession. So this isn't unusual. It's just, this is being reported. Um, it says here, woman in their childbearing years showing up to the hospital with these same symptoms are immediately taken in and examined just in case there's pregnancy-related complications. But since nurses thought this patient was a male, the unborn baby didn't make it, and the patient delivered a stillborn baby. The Associated uh, Press reported the 32-year-old patient told the nurse he was transgender uh, when he arrived, she, at the emergency room, because just so you know, men can't get pregnant, even though Oprah, in her deceitful broadcasting, decided to promote the pro-pregnant man in her show, a number of years ago, which by the way, that pregnant man ended up being a woman and who incidentally also ended up getting divorced from the woman that they were partners with. It was two lesbians basically. And they got a divorce, messed up the family system and the, the, ch the children unfortunately are being raised in a really screwed up situation because of it. But of course, Oprah, you know, she won't really report on all that, whatever. Anyway, uh, this person said uh, he, read she, hadn't had a period in several several years. Um, well, a, anyway, it says here, he was transgender when he arrived at the emergency room and his electric medical record listed him as male. He hadn't had a period in several years and had been taking testosterone, a hormone that has masculizing effects and can de decrease ovulation and menstruation, but he quit taking the hormone and blood pressure medication after he lost insurance. Read she, by the way. Uh, through proper testing, the hospital did find out that the transgender was a pregnant female. Uh, duh. Because men can't get pregnant, just so you know. Well, they didn't know she was pregnant. Right, I know. They detected a fetal heartbeat and decided to perform an emergency C-section, but when they were preparing for surgery, no fetal heartbeat was detected. Moments later, the transgender gave birth to a dead baby. Person, and, the, and the author writes, personally, I believe the transgender should be charged with being responsible for the death of her baby, but in today's America, that is doubtful. And, of course, you can read more about it. But this is tragic, man. So, how does a, how does a man get pregnant? Just curious, Bareface, what you think. So, what do you think, Bareface? I mean, I... I kind of gave my rant, my opening rant. Sorry. Sorry, people. Whoa. I just had to get that off my chest because you know what? I'm so sick and tired of Christians being, you know, ashamed of 
living right and being normal in the head. I mean, seriously, when well, the culture is upset with you because you're actually normal, that says something. I mean, obviously not convinced in her, well, I guess we want to separate gender identity from sexuality, from orientation, from because they're all different things, you know, anymore. It's just, it's like nailing jello to the wall. It's just, she identified as male, taking these hormones to prove it to herself that she's really male, but she went and got pregnant. I'm pretty sure that wasn't from a toilet seat or a light switch. Uh, well, and so she was a man. She was with a, a man apparently then, because a woman can't get another woman pregnant. Right, so you know. exactly. Okay. Last so, I checked, anyway. So, so her gender identity primarily is a male, obviously different than her sexual orientation, because she had heterosexual relations and got pregnant. Right, and. And it just it leaves this mess. But on medical records, she's she's a man. It's so important for her to be recognized as a man. Her identity is a man. But then she'll go have, you know, heterosexual relationship, you know, intimate, um, you know, intimate relations with a man to get pregnant. Of course, it wasn't important there. I'm sure she didn't assert herself as a man and insist that her her lover or whatever call her a man you know call her bob all the time they're doing the act you know i don't know <laughs> who knows but it's just it's just so crazy making that that day night afternoon whatever it was she conceived she was a woman but you know medical records show to the hospital it's really important for that she's a man and she can be all things to, you know, in, in yesteryear, you know, in the good old days, um, we call that insanity. We called someone who was one day this, one day that, and, and just all over the map with their identity that thinks they're this and thinks they're that and then acts like this. That was a cause for hospitalization. Yeah. But but now it's 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 an enshrined right, you know, that on any given day, at any given moment, in that day, you are the sole determiner of what your gender identity is. When when the facts are clear, <laughs> she's pregnant, shown in the hospital. She can claim whatever she wants to. We can have an electronic medical records, whatever we want. The objective reality is that she's a woman. Yeah. And her behavior, her sexual behavior, obviously is an objective reality that she's a woman. Sorry. Yeah. That's a little snot among friends. Oops, wait. wait. Uh, it's a little snot among friends. That's what it is. <laughs> I can breathe again. Wait. But um, my allergies are so bad today, you guys. I'm so sorry for blowing my nose in front of you. But it's um, it's 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 crazy. It's, it's literally crazy, and yet we can't call it crazy. We have to call it. We have to well, call it protected something. The the. I think the problem is is that we can't call it crazy because that's so like mean, but 
the worst part. If we called it crazy, the person could get the help they need. Well, that right, but that's the thing. That's what I was just gonna say. Is the worst part is they, it's not acceptable to get help. In fact, it's acceptable to say, "Oh yeah, you are." So let's give you some testosterone to go ahead and you know help you out a little bit and. You know, but, but and apparently all that. that wasn't that wasn't a her you know died in the wool face set like Flint. I'm a man. Gosh darn it! That's that's right. my identity. I'm going forward, hook line sinker. I'm, you know, I'm all all about this identity as masculine, because the woman was pregnant. Yeah. So to. I don't know how then, she got. Oh, I don't know how she got pregnant though. She might have gotten pregnant because she was raped or something. So you never know. Yeah, we don't know. I don't but, know. But yeah. But let's just assume she wasn't. And even in that case, um, she, but she, it said it said that she hadn't had a period in years. But that right. was when taking the testosterone. Yeah, that's gonna mess up. <clears throat> that's gonna interfere with your ovulation. Right. Monthly cycle. Yeah. And then, but, oh, I ran out of insurance. I can't be a man anymore. I'm now, you know, going to return to having a period. And it, well, that's <laughs> what I always say. To any man who wants to transition to be a woman, I always say this. Hear me out. You really should have to have an actual period. And you should have to be forced to wear high heels and nylons and a bra, for sure. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, and you should get water gain, breast tenderness, and um, other fun stuff women get to deal with. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, Papa Bear. All right, anyway, so that was the story. You know, and the thing is, is let me, you know, hear this too. Hopefully you hear it, but uh, you might not, because how dare I say this. But you know what? We need to pray for this woman. You know, she is confused, clearly, and clearly unstable emotionally, obviously. Um, and has lost a baby that she did not abort, okay? She actually lost a baby that she didn't abort, but she clearly wasn't in her right mind to say, hey, by the way, I'm a woman, and uh, I have a baby inside me because, you know, she clearly didn't apparently know, you know. So as a mother, which she clearly is a mother of a dead baby, just like abortion sur survivors, those who don't die getting an abortion, you guys are all mothers of a dead baby. I know you don't like me to say it that way, but it's true. And I know a number of you out there because you've told me you've had abortions. And I, I know God has, you know, redeemed you and stuff. But for those in the darkness, why do you think alcoholism and drug abuse and all that is so rampant in these communities? It's to, it's to numb the pain and the conscious, the conscience. It's, you know, the Bible talks about, um, here, in fact, I'm going to read it. I'm going to open up my Bible. Ooh, that's an idea. Um, to Romans chapter one. Uh, and I think Papa Bear said this the other day. I know somebody told me this, but I, I was thinking about it. Um, Romans one is very powerful and we, you know, a lot of, a lot of pastors don't want to read this anymore. Um, but Actually, says here, <clears throat> beginning in verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men 
who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them for God made it evident to them for since the creation of the world his invisible attributes his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse for even though they knew God they did not honor him as God or give thanks but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened professing to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible god for an image in the form of a corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed creatures or animals and crawling creatures therefore therefore god gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity that their bodies may be dishonored among them for they exchanged the truth of god for a lie and worshiped and served the create the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this reason god gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural and in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error and just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind and to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and although they know the ordinance of God that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. So, unnatural lust you know, I mean, think about it. Unnatural. What's unnatural? I'll tell you what's unnatural. I mean, we all we're, we already know one of the things that's unnatural. <laughs> I'm I've lost. You know, I'm I'm here. Hey, Beth. Uh, one of the things that that's unnatural. Can you guys still hear me? Because um, barefaced. I can still hear you. Okay. One of the things. Lost your video. Okay. One of the things that's unnatural though is for a woman to kill their baby. That is completely unnatural. Because a woman, by nature, the way God created us, is to be a nurturer, to be a lover and a protector and a giver of life, not a taker of life. So that's unnatural affection. Another thing that is unnatural is sodomy. That is completely unnatural. God did not create a man's body part to go into another man's body part. Just saying, people, we know this. That's the creation. I mean, why do you think evolution is now being called a fact? Because, you know, the, the survival of the fittest. I'm sorry, homosexuals would be dead if we actually lived by that. Because they're not fit. They're unfit. And yet, I have to tell you, Paul, writing the book of, writing the book of Romans, man, it's no wonder people didn't like this man. You talk about, like, fluffy language. You know, you talk about being bold and outright. You know, I mean, he, he says so boldly, and just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, you know, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness. 
wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, their gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. Man, talk about like hate speech. Jeez. You know, but the thing that Paul does that people don't want to look at, and I've talked about this a lot, is that in verse 32 says, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. And that's, he's referring to the Old Testament there. They not only do the same, but they also give hearty approval to those who practice them. And I've said this before, and I know it's not popular, but whatever, I don't care. I'll speak the truth until God takes me home. That is that um, if you're if you're a Christian, you know the ordinances of God. You know that God's word condemns certain behaviors, whether it's all the lists that I just listed there. And yet, if you give hearty approval to those who do them, it says here that you you do the same, you know, that you give hearty approval. And I will dare say this, and you will not like me for this, just so you know, and I'm just going to say it so don't be mad at me. Well, I guess you can be mad at me if you want. But you know what? I'm going to say something. When you go and you support secular media, especially R-rated movies, and you see them highlighting immorality, hating God, and all this other stuff, you know, promoting homosexuality, deviance, you know, adultery, fornication, all that stuff. When you see them doing that, you are giving your hearty approval to it. Not only by showing up, by giving them money. You're funding their wickedness. And yes, I do get, don't get mad at me, but I get that, unfortunately, sometimes we have to put our money into the wicked coffers, okay? I get that. I have to do it for my internet <laughs> in order to broadcast to you. But I don't want to. I mean, if I have a choice, you know, I, I don't go to Starbucks, just so you know. I don't shop, shop Homo Depot either, you know, because Home Depot, as they're otherly referred to, has such a gay agenda on in their company that it's like, why would I willingly want to go and feed more money into that so that they can hate on me more. I mean, that's ridiculous. And yet we do it. You know, I mean, we're in the world. We're not of it, hopefully. Right, Bareface? I know that you're having a... I know. He's having fun over there. Anyway. Lots of fun. You know, and, I, and, and I, I've, I've said before, though, that, you know, that you can't, like, you can't... Um, you can't boycott everything because you'll be out in the desert naked. I mean, that's that's the truth, right? So you have to... Um, you have to pick and choose where you're going to throw your money, but to lie about it and say that you're not participate, participating in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, <laughs> just saying you are, I mean, you are, and when you willfully do it in particular, but then when your church missionary who's going to Africa is trying to raise money and you're like, eh, I can't, yeah, I can't give a hundred bucks to the missionary because, you know, it doesn't make me feel good, whatever, blah, blah, you know, but then you go drop a hundred bucks on a, you know, on a new rate, you know, new gadget of some type or whatever. It's like, really? Because, you know, in fact, one of my parents that at Atawana, she was telling me this past week, she came up to me with tears in her eyes and I, I was crying too. I was like, oh, because we were so happy her twins had memorized all the scripture. And um, she said to me, she said, you know, my daughter, 
uh, came, you know, they, her twins literally get this memorized 200 scriptures in that year, 200. How many of you memorized, you, you know, just saying, but 200 scriptures, her little girls who are like 10 years old or whatever, memorized in Awana. And the mom was saying to me, she said, I want to thank you for investing in my children because so few people will. But she said, you know what scripture my daughter claimed as her own? I said, no, what? She said, I was shocked by the one she picked. I go, what was it? She said, she said it was the one in James where it says, to him who knows it's a sin and does it anyway, you know, he, he shouldn't do it. And she said her... Damn, to know knows too good and doesn't do it, it's sin. Right, that's it. Yeah. She said that her that's daughter... That's my concerned face when the video goes out, just so right. you know. She, she said her daughter made that her life verse, and she said that whenever her daughter now makes a decision, her daughter says out loud, okay, I know that if I don't help this person, I know that that's a sin to me, and I can't not do that, so I have to go ahead and do it. I thought, now, if we did the same thing as adults, just saying, if we did the same thing, if, you know, just as in the movies, as an example, I don't see many movies. In fact, most of the time, if I actually see a movie. What are you doing with your microphone? Just messing with it. Okay. Um, if we see a movie, sometimes I've seen movies because, so I can actually say I've seen it and I talk about it on the show. Um, other times, I might actually want to see the movie, you know. But it's it's like I generally don't go see movies, not because I hate movies. It's just because there's usually nothing good that really interests me, right? Anyway, whatever. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Anyway, well, anyway, so that's what happens when you're 50. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so here's the thing. Um, I should say thank you to our sponsor, did you have anything to say about um, anything no. I said? No, nothing new. Okay. All right. So, hey, you guys. Thank you for watching the show. In fact, let me um, let me go ahead and say hi to some of you. Melanie, of course, is here. Sean is here. Diane and Jeannie and Danielle and Gina. Kim, Kim someone is here. <laughs> Oddvar is here. Oddvar is in the house. Paula, I see you. Beth, of course. Beth, it's Beth is here. I love you know, Mia is here, uh, Angie and Esther. And by the way, most of you I know and I love, actually, some of you have even been to my home, which I am so happy about because, you know, I am. Uh, just by the way, and speaking of our house, I just want to let you guys know, in case you didn't see my Instagram, I did. Um, to those of you who gave extra money this past couple months to us to help with my kitchen floor, I want you to know that we finally got our kitchen floor replaced, what, two days ago, I think it was, <laughs> Tuesday? Um, if you find it in your heart to donate a little extra more to help us now with our, um, actual, um, carpet repair, <laughs> it would be nice if you could, I mean, we don't have it right now. We're really struggling. Just so you know, we are, I, and, and it's not easy for me to say this, but we are, I mean, Randall and I are doing everything we can. We're going to networking meetings. I was at a couple today. I got another call after this show. You know, we have been hitting the, you know, the pavement, doing the work. Uh, Randall has even applied for a job, okay, outside of here, uh, outside his other job. Um, you know, we're being tested financially, and these weird things happen. 
And to make a long story short, we still need a little extra for our carpet because the insurance didn't cover, well, the, we had a $1,000 deductible, so, you know, you guys just know how that's how it works. So if anybody wants to donate anything, I don't care what it is, I will set it aside for our carpet to get that fixed um, because it definitely needs to be um, fixed, which is kind of sucky because it wasn't our fault. We didn't even do anything. <laughs> didn't even help but anyway so also if you're um if you're not aware camp shoshana is uh coming up ariel ministries which is our sponsor uh they actually are having camp between july 7th and september 2nd and i hope that you actually can go to it if you can't that's okay pray for people that go because it's a great camp one of these days i would love to go and you can, you can go to campshoshana.com or go to ariel.org and you can click through over there on the website. Also, if you go to Ariel, you can also save 20% uh, when you use the coupon code BIBLENEWS on anything. In fact, I would recommend buying their new book, uh, the, the Feasts and Fasts of Israel. Um, good book. And you can get that, the, the Feast and Fast of Israel, the Historical and Prophetic Significance is actually the full title. There you can see that. All right, you can get that. Save 20% on that. Or if you want to join us in our Bible study on First Peter, which we're going to get to right here now in a couple minutes, then <laughs> you can do that too. Just type in First Peter and there are outlines, there are MP3s and all that. And they're like five bucks, three dollars. Uh, you can get that. You can study along in the book of First Peter as well. So you can do that. All right. Um, anything else? Legal Shield, if you want to learn more about that, support us with that. Um, you can contact me directly about that. Um, and identity theft protection as well. By the way, I got to tell you, ID Shield, which is the parent, the, the girl product, the, the wife product of Legal Shield, the husband. Oh, explain that. Legal Shield is the husband. ID Shield is the wife. They go together. You can't separate them. At they least don't you shouldn't. Have gender identity. Right. You shouldn't. But anyway, but ID Shield was just named number one by Kim Commando. Okay, and this is this is super. This is a big deal uh, because here's the deal: because Kim is America's technology goddess, and what she says every you know actually is gold. In fact, my friend Tony this morning at our networking meeting, who does have a membership because he just got it a couple of months ago, when he heard that, he was like, do you know what gold that is? I said, yeah, I actually do. He, he actually said to the, like the 15 people that were at our meeting today, he's like, you guys, you need to know that ID Shield, if Kim says ID Shield is the best, you need to get it. And, and it's true. It is the best. And it's super cool. Um, because, it is. And you can go to actually Kim Commando um, or commando.com and that's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. If you go there, she's America's digital goddess advice you can trust. And she actually says that ID Shield is their choice uh, there, actually. The commando staff choice is ID Shield. So I feel good about that and proud to be the one to offer it to you. So anyway, that's another way you can support us. Okay. All right, so Randall, do you want to open us up in a little bit of prayer for First Peter, even though we've kind of talked a little bit about Romans already? Oh, yeah, and you can go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019 as well. 
Sure. Hashtag like nailed it. Both cameras are working now. The mine yeah. looks a little something. Yeah, and and if you just want to donate to the show whenever, you can always do that at our website too. All oh, right, there you have it. Let's pray, shall we? <coughs> yes. God, we thank you for being merciful, and patient, loving, kind, also worthy of every glory, honor, and blessing. You have preserved this, thy word, for centuries, or that we might know you more, that we might be equipped for every good work. Use this time now. May our spirits be receptive to your spirit, and we just offer ourselves in this time to you, to use as you will, we ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Amen. Amen, people. All right, so last week we left off on First Peter chapter 1 at verse 16, so we're going to start at verse 17 today. Um, and I don't know, Randall, if you wanted to start, uh, since I've been doing most of the talking this hour. Sure, let me, um, We have 10 minutes left of our show. I talked. Oh, really? That's what it says, but we can go as long as we want. So put a one if you want us to go longer. Put a two if you're like, eh, now nah, we've had enough of you at an hour. All right, since I had to reconnect your camera. <laughs> yeah. I need to. Put a one. Diane wants us to the, go longer. Okay. I need to. Um, That's so sweet. By the way, it was so sweet. All you guys were sending me messages yesterday. One and a half. Okay. Of course, Sean would say that. Uh, Mama Gina says yes. Beth says yes. Okay. All right. So do you want to go a little bit longer, Bareface? Mia says yes. So far, everybody, but Sean wants us to go longer. Sean wants us to kind of, but not really. Kind of, sort of. All right. It looks like everybody so far. No twos yet. My Fitbit just told me to feed it, though. Okay. All right. Feed it? 97 steps. Yeah. Feed it with steps? <laughs> You've got more than 97 steps for the day, I hope. Yeah, I have about 4,000, and I haven't even exercised today. That's how many errands and people I've done. I've seen my dad today. I did, I did a lot today. That's why I'm kind of tired. All right. All right, bareface. Verse 17. We read, and if you, and this is the NASB, what is for it? Uh, and if you, the 1977 version. And if you address as father, the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon earth. And I wanted to talk about just that verse and uh, each part of it. Um, says, if you address a father as father the one who impartially judges well he does judge he's the one who judges god will judge every human being unbelievers will be subject to the great white throne judgment you can read about that in revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 15 um that ultimately justifies their eternal condemnation because they have to stand basically their own defense uh, for the lives they've lived. While believers will be judged upon what they have built upon the foundation of Messiah. 
And you can read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. It's interesting that it's verses 11 through 15 mm -hmm. in, in both yep. passages, in both um, chapters, in Revelation chapter 20 and 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Revelation 20, dealing with the judgment of unbelievers, and 1 Corinthians 3, judging with the dealing with the judgment of believers. So, God is the one who judges. He impartially judges. Um, literally, in the Greek, it's without respect of faces. And you think about the whole celebrity thing. We recognize celebrities know that, you know, we we open this velvet rope for them or, or you know, they may get the better seat or whatever, depending on who they are, you know, their face, you know, famous face. And so in the Greek, without respective faces means just that, without the celebrity status, doesn't matter who you're related to. Um, neither our, our ethnic, our economic, or, nor any other social status will be a factor in his judgment. Um, and that being the unbeliever's judgment or the believer's judgment, <laughs> it comes down to us who we are, what we did, with what he's given. Um, so he impartially judges. It says, and if you address as father, one who impartially judges according to each man's work, and that's important, it's, it's each man's work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not according to anything else. Well, I grew up here. I was, you know, I was born in this family or... Those may explain some of your, you know, predispositions, uh, whatever. But at the end of the day, we're judged according to the work that we've done as an individual. So, conduct yourselves in fear. Uh, and the fear of God, I feel, is disappearing from both the world and the church. You think? I do. I mean, did you see the scope I did yesterday? No, I did not. Well, I, I actually, you should watch the first six or seven minutes. With, with the pervs coming in? Yeah. You know, you would hope when, I think for Twitter and or Periscope, you have to, uh, you have to, whatever, testify, I'm trying to think of a better word, but you have to say, you have to... Oh, come on, what's the word? Anyway, it is giving testimony. He just turned 55. That explains a lot right yeah, there. But... And your birthday present just arrived. Ooh. I should go get it. Anyway, that uh, you have to it be... It finally showed up. You have to be 13 or older. And the idea is, by then, you know, you should be, you should be done with the prepubescent humor. Okay, that's great if you're 11 or 12. If you're a boy, you know, 11 or 12, that's when you talk about male anatomy and size and stuff like that you know <laughs> the bathroom humor once you start once you're like 13 well if you're a jew you know it's bar mitzvah time you become son of the commandment bar mitzvah that you become accountable yourself to the law of god it must be a guy thing because me and my friends as teenagers never compared stuff like that ever it was 12 year old girls nope I don't know, but anyway, 
Yeah, I think. I mean, going yeah, through adolescence say boys as a will girl. Be boys. They don't say girls will be boys. I guess. Boys well, will be boys. And that's it. And so, yeah. you know, for, I don't know how old those guys were that were on your scope. But if they're 13 or older. They were old enough to know better. Well, if they're 13 or older, then that's, I think. that's shameful. Yeah. You got to be grown up by then. Yeah. My day. Because <laughs> you are so old. Eh, yeah, sunny. Uh, but, you know, you too. You know, we we paid, we had jobs and paid rent while we were going to high school. I had to pay rent living at home when I was I in was, high school. Yeah. yeah. My too, mom yeah, was, to help with she the... made me pay to do her, she made, my mom made me pay her to do my laundry, even. But, but uh, those who've grown up on farms and stuff like that, probably from the time you were 11, you had a... Yeah. Serious job that people depended upon you. And Melanie said one of them was 20, 22. I don't know, but one of them kept calling me old. That's that. That's shameful. He should have his butt kicked. Someone should take him out behind the wherever and. Yeah. The shed. Yeah, shed. And isn't there like isn't like if, he, if he's gonna act like a prepubescent boy, he should be disciplined like a pre prepubescent boy well see that's the problem mm. right there and i know we're going you know thing but here's that's part of the problem is that number one they're never spanked oh i'm i'm looks like my video's been frozen this whole time oh it has it number two because they're not spanked because you know it's improper or whatever it's like yeah they can get a, and then they'll they'll sue the sue sue you and all that so yeah anyway I'm going to try to get my camera back real quick here. Hi, Annie. That looks like it's not going to... Wow, we're... See, look at that, man. The enemy's even attacking our cameras here. We um... haven't even done anything. It's no, like... See, so you get me forming like, like an O sound or a W. It's hard to tell with my right. lips rounded. So that will be the... Okay. Do... It looks... Okay, I thought you were frozen for a moment. All right, so... Back to where I was with this. I can never be a mime. <laughs> anyway, so the fear of God. Fear of God. <laughs> Disappearing from both the world and the church, I feel. I try to be funny. And, and fear means fear. Right. Uh, I know we want to redefine it in the church and about just respect or reverence, but fear means fear. It, it doesn't mean that we dread fellowship with the Father or that we don't have confidence in his unconditional love, but it does mean fear. Many people are afraid of tiny germs. Some people are afraid of large storms. How much more... The I am. I don't like big storms. Just saying. How, how, so how much more the creator and sustainer of all creation, the tiny germs and the large storms? You know, Yeshua said... Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's right. Matthew ten twenty eight, and That's why people don't like Jesus and Yeshua. They hate him. And fear means fear. And there is a healthy fear of God that we need to maintain. And Peter is saying so here. Uh, you know, judge, conduct yourselves in fear. It says during the time of your stay of your or your sojourn, the time of your sojourning, sojourning. Uh, here in the New American Standard, it 
adds upon Earth for clarification. If we weren't, um, if we weren't good. able to discern it from the context. <coughs> but our moral lies <coughs> on this present Earth are short. Come on, man. Oh, Lord, bring healing to stays. <coughs> man, I'm going to tell you guys something. My allergies always act up during this show. Usually, I'm pretty good most of the day, except when I get behind this microphone. <coughs> if we had, do we have Ollie's in Tennessee? I don't know. Is that a, I don't know what that is, Annie. I don't know. 6.44 time. So. I don't know what Vix 44, what's Vix44? Is it cough medicine? I don't have a cough. Well, sounds like I have a cough, but I have a cough drop here. <laughs> <clears throat> Bargain store. Oh, okay. <coughs> anyway, our our mortal lives on this present earth are short. We're going to spend eternity elsewhere. And we often spend a longer time on preparing for something of a shorter duration. You know, a meal, you know, we'll spend a lot of time, you know, hours preparing it and consume it in minutes you know retirement hopefully you know we save it for decades and decades for a short period of life or you know take skydiving (laughs) you know how much how long do we prepare in training and and all that i wouldn't know because i've never skydived i have no intention of ever going skydiving Anyway, folding a chute and all that kind of stuff, a lot of time goes into it. Way much more time preparing than the duration of the event. True. So how much more important that we spend this short time we have on Earth preparing for something that's eternal in duration? Good point. Good point. So, So if you address his father, the one who impartially judges... According to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon earth. You hear that, Tuggy Bear? Yeah, my dog Tug, he needs to learn to to, uh, do that. (laughs) Yeah, he does. What sane person throws themselves out of a perfectly good airplane? There you go. Good point, Beth. Well... That would be a little crazy. I haven't done it, but I want to. Yeah. Well. But a certain close relative isn't fond of the idea, so. Would that be me you're talking about? Yes. Hmm. I am Randall's relative. Did you know that? By marriage. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I took your name. You made it honorable. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Although people don't realize that on my Facebook account, they like Stacy Lynn. They now all the ladies of justice are calling me Stacy Lynn. Somebody actually referred to you as Mr. Lynn recently. Yeah, <laughs> you made me laugh. So, <laughs> so verse, verse eighteen. Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life, inherited from your forefathers. I want to take this. Wait, Annie said something important. She said a lot of parks here, they have pickleball and other activities for 50 plus seniors. That's cool, Annie. I'm over 50. So is Bearface. He plays pickleball. 
By the way, Pickleball Faith is coming soon to a somewhere near you. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You can only get it from me. <laughs> it's not published yet, so don't like, you know. But have you showed the, the cover lately? Not lately. Oh. Put in one if you want us to show the cool cover again. We, we will before. Okay. How late do you want to go? We should put a time on this. Well, let's see if we can finish out this chapter anyway. Can we do that? Okay. We'll do that. I have All a right. call at 7, so I just yeah. have to... <clears throat> I think we can wrap this up in 15 minutes, okay. maybe. Well, it is you talking, so it might be longer. Yeah, all right, but... But, um... Feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, or... We might say worthless way of life handed down from your fathers. Yeah. Um, of course, you know... As by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned, Romans 5.12. So we inherit a sin nature just by being born, uh, being being human, uh, by natural birth, we inherit a sin nature. And speaking of that nature, Paul writes to the Ephesians in chapter 2, verse 3. He says, Among whom you also all conducted your, ourselves in times past in the lust of the flesh, doing the things willed of the flesh and of the understanding, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as the rest. Just, you know, that's that's the default, folks. Um uh, and Yeshua says that in John chapter 3, that those who do not believe are condemned already. We're not condemned because we don't believe, we're condemned unless we believe. We're by nature children of wrath, because we are sinful um, and against the nature of God. We are by nature um, due for God's wrath, unless we um, are redeemed uh, with uh, by the blood of Messiah. Anyway, so whether we have a self-centered worldview or one that extols kindness to others, <coughs> unbelieving generations pass down a way of life without a view of eternity and without accountability to the Creator. So whether one dies as an absolute jerk or as a revered philanthropist, the life efforts of the unbeliever are ultimately worthless from an eternal perspective. Hmm. And so, we you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold. Those are great things, but at the end of the day, they're temporary. You know, at, at the end of the age, the elements will melt with fervent heat. You know, it's we so sad that you're frozen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's kind of funny, though, at the same time. Um, you know, it's... <laughs> the perishable things like silver or gold. Oh, wouldn't we like to get our hands on some silver or gold? Sure we would, but they're temporary. We weren't redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life, or futile, whichever you prefer, way of life inherited from your forefathers, those things that we inherit by birth, by nature, by human nature, being children of wrath, and there are those things that we inherit 
from our forefathers in terms of traditions and culture and things like that, if they don't have a view of eternity, at the end of the day, they're worthless. You know, again, whether we die as an unbeliever, if they die as an absolute hated jerk or revered philanthropist, at the end of their life, their efforts are ultimately worthless from an, an eternal perspective. So, we've inherited a feudal way of life. It, it, it ends with our death, if that's it. But we weren't redeemed from that feudal life, that temporal, temporary kind of life, with temporary, although valuable, still temporary things like silver or gold, but, verse 19, with precious blood, as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Not only have believers in Messiah been redeemed, they've been redeemed with the invaluable blood of the eternal Son of God, assuring the eternal nature of our salvation. Are you reading something? Am I reading something? Yeah. I'm reading my notes. I was going to say, because it sounds like you're reading something. Now I know. You are. Okay. You wrote these notes, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure, because it sounds like you're reading something. Okay. Now I know I was right. Yeah. You're wondering why I'm not uh, saying where I'm getting this from, not attributing the... The author? No, I, it was you. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to give glory to myself. So Yeah. Bareface is reading his own works, people. Yeah. <laughs> glory to Bareface in the highest. <laughs> Stop. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, this is a sort of a run-on sentence, but, you know, when you take these things and think about them and think as a whole, looking at all that, yep. you know, if you address a father... As Father, the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during this time of your stay upon earth, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like gold or silver from your feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood, as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. And what about this Christ, this Messiah, Christos, Mashiach? Uh... Verse 20, for he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Amen. Um, you know, there, as, there's a proof of the resurrection. There's another reference to the resurrection there. Yeah, and as Amen. we looked at, earlier in this chapter about Peter uh, exhorting that, you know, that this was a, well, let me scroll back up here. Um, not Just not to butcher it, picking up around verse 10. Uh, yeah, as to the salvation, the prophets who prophesied, the grace that would come to you, and talking about, you know, how in the scriptures he predicted the sufferings of Christ, glory to follow, all right, you know, these things that were in the Old Testament scriptures, and they were there for our sake, things that would be revealed in the latter time. Um, so, for he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you. It kind of repeats 
that theme. What what was going to happen with Christ, with the Messiah, his his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection? That was all foreknown before the foundation of the world. That was all planned out, but planned out for these times. You know, we're on now. Peter's writing to them and us who are on this side of the resurrection that it's all happened. So all that was foreordained. And again, I one of my favorite verses is Acts 2.23. Kind of a mind blower. When Peter stands up, he's given that sermon. He says, this one given to you by the before-termined purpose and foreknowledge of God you have taken by lawless hands, Randall having crucified was, him. Randall was raising his hand as he said that. You couldn't see it, so I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the gestures he's doing. Yeah, you have crucified <laughs> him. You killed him. So here, according to the you know predetermined purpose and foreknowledge of God, this was all planned before the foundation of the world. He was foreknown. And this speaks more to just his eternal nature, you know, John 1, 1, before, you know, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's not just talking about his pre-existence as a member of the Godhood, but what he accomplished, you know, being born into this world. Uh, the Word becoming flesh, dwelling among us, and uh, his, his life, his death, his resurrection, all that was foreknown before the foundation of the world, what Christ was going to, who is going to be, what he's going to do. He's appeared in these last times for the sake of you. It was all came. So, so anyway, Acts 2.23, he was given over by the predetermined purpose and foreknowledge of God. It was all planned out. And he says, you have taken by lawless hands, having crucified him and killed him. So, God purpose that it should be so. <laughs> Even crucifixion, you can go back to, you know, what about Zechariah twelve ten? What about Psalm twenty two? Um, and then, but he was crucified by lawless hands. It was the rebellion against God and His purposes that motivated them to take the Lord of Glory and crucify Him. But they ended up doing exactly what was God had preordained to happen. So, talks a lot about God's sovereignty and our free will. Anyway, so all that foreknown for the foundation of the world appeared in these last times as sake, our sakes, basically. Through him we are believers in God who raised him up from the dead and gave him glory to that our faith and hope are in God. It's not just in an event or an isolated person, character, but indeed in in the eternal God. So Beth said that, she said, reminds uh, me of what Peter must have overheard in the Mount of Transfiguration. Yeah. By the way, Sean and Beth are saying amen. Sean said he pre he prepared his study. Mm -hmm. yeah, he did. He's a yeah, good he's a good pastor, bareface. Yeah. yeah, he is. Um, well, there's 
12 minutes have gone by. Um, well, maybe since it ends, kind of this thought, the sentence ends at verse 21, a new sentence begins at 22, even Same. though it's short. Right. Um, I'll start at verse 22 next week. Yeah, I do have still a lot to say yeah, about do. verse... But let me, in in sort of a cross-reference to verse 21, or 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 20 and 21, um, I want to read another passage of Scripture from Ephesians chapter 3, different author. You know, we're reading Peter's writing, Paul's to the Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 12. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies with Christ, even as he elected us in him before the foundation of the world, for us to be holy and without blemish before him in love, predestinating us to adoption through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace in which he favored us, and the one having been loved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the remission of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he caused to abound toward us in all wisdom and understanding, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed himself for the administration of the fullness of the times to head up all things in Christ, both things in the heavens and the things on earth, in him, in whom we also have been chosen to an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of the one working all things, according to the counsel of his own will, for us to be to the praise of his glory, the ones who had previously trusted in Christ. How's that for one sentence? And that's not the end of it either, but <laughs> it goes Long on. Long run on sentence. Yeah, it is, but it all fits together. Basically, it all fits together in him. God's God's promises oh, and yes and amen. are yes and amen, right. His yeah. promises and purposes cannot be thwarted, and his, his purpose was to send Messiah to redeem us um, to himself, that we might have relationship with him, sharing his glory, his love. And anyway, we have hundreds of years and hundreds of prophecies setting forth the plan, and we are fortunate on this to be on this side of the resurrection and have these eyewitnesses of the resurrection to tell us about how God's plans and purposes have, have have been fulfilled in the person of Yeshua. He is the Messiah. Everything God was telling for hundreds of years and <coughs> would happen and come down, it's happened. And 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 now this is available to us. Alright. I'm I'm done for now. Okay, good. All right, so pickleball faith coming soon. By the way, people, um, 
Let's see. Tomorrow, I have a guest. By the way, that's the book cover. You guys like it? It's stories of inspiration on and off the court. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Um, Does it say stories of inspiration? Well, inspiration on and off the court. Um, but tomorrow, I have a guest, a very special guest. Her name is Shannon. And she loves crayons. And she actually started a business with crayons uh, that is a super cool business. She's actually local to me here. Uh, we're going to get her on Zoom. She has four little girls. And... Um, and she's got a really cool, she's got a cool thing, and, I, and we're going to talk to her tomorrow. She has a, um, um, she has a, she has a cool business. That's all I got to say. You're going to enjoy it. If you have kids or grandkids, you're going to definitely want to watch, because what she's, what she does is super cool. I mean, there I am. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, so stay tuned for that. Um, Sean said, blessings and Danielle, Danielle said yes um, Diane said thank you for the Bible teaching Diane especially because you're an artist you'll definitely enjoy the crayon thing because it's a super cool thing um, and uh, anybody else have any comments before I leave my eyes are so like strained right now because because my allergies I'm like uh um but Yeah, anyway, so tomorrow, free-for-all Friday, but it, we're going to have a guest, special guest. So I hope you can join us. I don't see any more comments coming in. So I will end our show by reminding you to be bold, to stand up, and to go with God because he loves you. He really does love you. And um, share it, share the show out if you don't mind. I mean, you know, you guys know that we're on all these <laughs> networks that are spiking us but that's okay i was telling somebody this morning you know what i'm going to continue to put bible news radio on every secular platform i can find uh, because that's where people are they need the lord right the the trolls that come in and talk about their junk you know i told one the wages of sin is death i actually said do you know that the wage of your sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life do you know that god sees you when you're doing that do you know <laughs> He loves you, you know. Uh, so that's what we're going to do, you know. Win some, love them, you know. So anyway, I love you all, as you know. And uh, so we'll see you tomorrow.